hey, I had an opinion about politics and a whole lot of things going on in the world. I wanted a cool soundtrack, but I'm trying not to get sued. So this is Brian, Mike, and Shane, and this is our podcast. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Watching it. <laughs> they say, oh yeah! Fucking that! Oh yeah! And then he looked. And I, I was taking a drink, so I'm about to spit it up. He was like, oh, oh yeah, hard as daddy. And his kid's like five. I said, and he was like, what? I don't know where he got it from. I said, I can see him doing that in the middle of class, and they're gonna be calling you. Yes, yeah, 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 like, yes, sure. Uh, kind of shit are you into? Yeah. Like, shit. Alright guys, welcome to the podcast. We're back, we've got a couple liquors on here to try. Uh, it's the day after Christmas, we got all of our Christmas shit done, and all that bullshit's to the side. And amen, amen. Time to recuperate from that, and we've got Cooper's Mark Peach Flavored Bourbon Whiskey. That's really good. It is really good. Yeah, it ain't bad. I think it's uh, pretty comparable to Crown. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think so too. Like Crown Peach, it, it's, it's actually don't it actually don't taste as sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you taste That's more of the bourbon in it. Like uh, that Crown Peach has more of a syrupy taste to it. Yeah, yeah, thicker like. Mm-hmm. So That's I, really good. I actually think I might like it a little better. Yeah, uh, I actually thought about. This Mix, was mixing a, that crown peach with straight crown, just to hey, cut I'll it up what, a little bit. You know what it's? You know what it's good to mix with? What's that? Tea. Really? Like sweet tea? Shut up. Yeah, it's like like drinking a peach tea from a restaurant or something. Damn. It's good. Some new shit. It's good. But I'll be honest, the uh, Evan Williams peach tastes exactly the same. And it's yeah, way cheaper. Yeah. And I don't have a price range on this. I would have to look it up. That uh, it's called Cooper's Mark Peach Flavored because it was a gift. So I didn't ask no questions about cost and stuff like that, you know, because it's, you know, rude as fuck. So right. I didn't do yeah. it. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's quite a bit cheaper than Crown and uh, definitely on the same level. So I'll I would buy it that. again. Yeah. yeah. I'm honestly sure yeah. Crown has made that like a full-time flavor. Well, see, if you go like uh, like when I'm down south, it's no problem to find. No like shit. All the liquor stores have it. Yeah, like Louisiana, but Louisiana's on a different level with, let me tell you about that. <laughs> okay, like, they're on a different level with, like, we're used to here, Beckley rules, you know. You pull out of a bar, they're behind you. It doesn't matter if you've yeah. messed up or not, you're a dude walking out of a bar, they're going to see what you got going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But down there, me and uh, the fellow I was working with, we actually went to a drive through daiquiri place Stop. and they would i mean it comes straight out the window straw in 44 ounce daiquiri uh mine was tequila i think his might have been tequila too but straight out the truck window i mean out their window into the truck window how is that fucking legal like, <laughs> like and they it's ready to that's what i was i was like man what about like open container and stuff like that and he's like Huh? What the? What are you talking about? I was like, listen, don't pull this shit up the house. You know? <laughs> no, don't play that. Yeah. I got an uncle lives in Baltimore. He said you can go in the sheets, and the same way you can buy like a thermos or a box of coffee. They sell uh, Hunch Punch, uh, Bahama Mamas, and I'm like, and you can just walk right in a convenience store and walk out with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, no. there's some bigger cities that let you just drink out and open. I mean, let's see, like, uh, Louisiana, there's no, uh, you can just, here, you can get hit up for walking down the street with a buzz, Mm -hmm. you know, but down there, there's no public intox or anything like that, like, pretty much, if you're not being an asshole, you can do it, you know, like, uh, walking down Bourbon Street when I was there, you know, I talked to the cops on horses. Now you see on TV, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they actually do walk up and down Bourbon Street at night. Yeah. Hurricane in my hand, shooting the shit with the cops and everything. You know, nothing said or anything like that. And here, they'd be ready to cart your ass out if you're not in a bar or something. You know, but it's just different rules. You know, they. Uh, 
I like that. Louisiana, pretty much, if you're not hurting anybody, it's legal. You know what I mean? You can gamble, you can drink, you can pretty much mind your business and you can do it, you know? I kind of like the rules down there. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. And in, in, in some situations, if people are mature enough to self-govern, leave them the hell alone. Yeah, do you know what? I, was, I actually read something the other day talking about self-governing. Mm-hmm. It said if you want to see if, if an area or a society is ready to self-govern, go to their grocery store and see if they return their carts to the stall. Beckley, Damn. Beckley ha! ain't ready. Hell no. Good God. Shit, that's that's as simple as it may sound. That's that's pretty profound. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm they, telling you, when the you end comes even... and they start rioting, I'm climbing up top of one of them damn stores, Kroger's, Walmart, and I'm gonna fucking sit back and get drunk and watch soccer moms kill each other over canned corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's gonna happen. It's I, gonna happen. I think it was Jordan Peterson that was saying that. That. Social media guy, Jordan yeah. Peterson. But, uh, you know, can't even control themselves enough to take the cart back. Why would you think they could do anything else? You know? Yeah. But, you guys done with that? I am not yeah. done with that. You can put a little bit more in that glass. <laughs> I'm getting ready to put some of this in the glass. Oh, now we're talking. Now we've got some, I can't brand name this, because it is uh, West Virginia spring water. And it is uh, black raspberry, and we're going to give it a shot. Very little in mine. Uh, this is better than that. I was going to say the same thing, but, you know, Shane's fucking heavy-handed in all accounts. <laughs> oh, I worked in the mines. My wrists don't work the same. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Is this supposed to be stronger than that they are this is 80 mm-hmm. yeah yeah and this so and and the whiskey we just drank the peach was a 70 and yeah. i swear to god that's this stuff right here tastes like kool-aid yeah Woo. yeah yeah that's supposed to be 80 i don't know if he uh how he measures the alcohol you know percentage in it but I mean, there's no information on the bottle because it's a a Kroger spring water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a, we got a distillery out back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's delicious. If it is good, but I still like that peach. If my kids wouldn't get into it, I'd actually take this and put it in the freezer and make some freeze pops out of it. This is this is this is delicious. Shit, yeah, it's you wake up and be gone. They be laying out on the floor somewhere. Now the next one I'm gonna buy it's of the. Same guy? Yeah. And it's peach. Ooh, I'm, I like peach. Though. Yeah, so uh, we get that down the hatch. I'll order us a half gallon or something of peach and see how we like Test it. Test it out. Yeah. Well, look, guys, I got uh, I got something I want to talk about on the podcast. And, I, and I, I came into this just thinking that I was talking with my uncles. And that's why I waited to spring this on you guys the last minute. My uncle was talking about uh, my son and... uh. He's got two sons that are of a, uh, let's just say, a, a side relationship. Uh, and he was talking about uh, young men or young boys today actually growing into men. And he was saying something along the lines of, it doesn't matter how old you are because age has nothing to do with it. It's about when you, as a, as a male, come into the fact of deciding, all right, I've got to start doing some things for myself and you start learning some things for yourself that no one can really teach you. And he brought that up because he was saying that uh, he came outside over the over the summer and he caught one of his sons out in the garage uh, with the young lady. Right. He said he didn't see anything. He didn't see him doing anything. He said, but... uh, when his son walked out of that garage, <laughs> said his legs were like jello. Said his right. legs were just weak, so weak he couldn't even walk. And he women said, make you weak in the knees, <laughs> right? Weak in the, <laughs> weak in the legs. <laughs> he said, "Son, what were you doing there?" He said, "Nut, nut, nut." He said, yeah. <laughs> he said, "So I knew right there that uh, my son and I had crossed a different threshold in this relationship." He said, "So I waited a couple days, and then I asked him again what he was doing out there in, in that garage." He said, Dad, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. 
and without going too much into detail, he said, right then I took my cue to get into, you know, not so much the birds and the bees, but the safety approach and what happens if you do, what happens if you don't. Yeah. Uh, Lifetime but, adult shit. Hell half yeah. comes from sex. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I figured while we're on the podcast tonight, we could talk about, you know, what was the point in each one of our lives when we decided, you know what? I ain't no fucking kid no more. I'm, I, I can do some shit now. And it, maybe it wasn't when you first got laid. Maybe it was, you know, farther beyond that. I mean, I think I think there's different realizations, like, for a guy that personally, the personal life, like the realization that people were willing to have sex with you, and it's great. You know, that's one realization where you're like, all right, I, you know, I can do this and that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another side to that where you got to think about professionally like whenever you just you were doing good professionally or you were when you make that first good ass paycheck that yeah. you did by yourself you're like god damn it i did something or you know you uh me whenever i started running across problems with equipment and not needing somebody's help yeah you know i could do it myself i knew what was going on you know that was a realization for me that professionally I need help, but I got this at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, like, I think there's several different points, like, personally and professionally that you, that you realize that you're going to be okay or that you can, you can do more or. I don't know if it hits you at the same time for each situation yeah, that you come it. across. Yeah. It just reminds you, you know, oh, well, you know, I did that and I did this on this, but it. I don't under I don't know if I fully feel like I've evolved, you know, to an extent to where you know I, I could imagine if something would happen to my dad, dude, I'd be lost as hell. Cause I still to this day talk to him about advice on certain situations. Absolutely. Now, now that we, you know, yeah. and, and you know, I think then that if if I lost him, then I would. Be like, oh man, because right now I still have him. Well, and I'm, if I need help, I do. But I, I think honestly, the first time I actually was like, oh well, you know, you did that. It was probably the first damn bill I paid. I mean, shit, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've still got my dad too. But after my mom died, our relationship took a different turn. I begin to see him. I, I, I still see him as dad, but I also see him now. I see him as, as, a, as a dude, as a grown man who is single and I mean can can talk to ladies and he can live by himself as before all I knew him as dad but I remember I distinctly remember I was 14 years old and <clears throat> I bought home a grade card that was less than honorable I'll say this and uh I remember when I thought in my mind and I said it out loud to him dude that's the last one I ain't taking no more ass whoopings that's it I'm not doing no more. And he was like, he looked at me kind of funny. He was like, okay, okay. The next time I got in trouble, me and my mom and my brother were sitting in the kitchen. She was at the sink cleaning chicken, and she told me to take the trash out. And under my breath, I said, shit. <laughs> and she looked at me, and she said, okay, no problem. She looked at my brother, who's older than me, and was like, he took the trash out. I sat there because I'm fucking cold. I'm hard as shit. My dad came home and was, and he came right in the door. He was like, come on outside. I need to talk to you real quick. I got outside and I knew something was going to happen because my mom was looking out the window. Man, <laughs> this dude, the first thing he did was he hit me like in my shoulder, like hard as shit. Like, boom. I was like, wow. He was like, put your hands up. He was like, you ain't taking no more ass whooping, so we're going grown man style. I was like, man, come on. He hit me again. He was like, if you don't defend yourself, I'm going to hit you harder. All right, fuck it. The old man wants it. He's going to get it. So I threw a couple jabs out there. I think I, I think I may have tagged him once, like, real lightly in the cheek. And he was like, all right, here we go. I threw my hand out there, Shane, and I left it, like, a second too long. He caught me once in my ribs. <laughs> Boom! And once, uppercut. Boom! Busted my lip and my nose. Same punch. All I saw was a flash and the sky. Since then, 
He's never had a problem with me saying anything crazy. I mean, it was a lesson learned, but it was a respect thing. Never had to worry about me again. Fucked me up. Busted my lip, my nose. Same shot. My mom came outside was like, he's bleeding. Dad was like, yeah. <laughs> he <Yeah>. is. <laughs> and see, that's a threshold you got to cross, too, talking about milestones and this and that, but realizing whenever uh, you're going to get hit like a grown-ass man for talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know? I think it only happened once in, in uh, my whole life that that went down, but it was... It wasn't over, well, I guess you could say it was disrespect, because you got to think that after my mom passed away, tensions were really high between the both of us. He was trying to deal with all the crap was left behind on him, and then I was dealing with not having a parent, so my, I thought I knew everything. And so we got an argument, and one day he, he was like, I, I just told him at the time, I was like, I fucking hate you. I said, I can't even stand you. Duh, 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 duh. He's like, well, go ahead and hit me. Go ahead and hit me. You hit me. So I hauled off and hit this cat with every ounce of hate that was in my heart. And he looked at me and smiled and said, You're dead, fucker. And slammed me on the coffee table. <laughs> and slapped me one time. He didn't even have to fucking open hand. Hey, I mean, he's dude smacked the fuck out of me. About knocked me out. And I'm laying there, oh, God, I can't believe you hit me. He's like, well, you wanted to kill me just a second ago. What happened? That's when I knew that all the stories I heard growing up about my dad be like, he was a badass. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Shit's for real. They won't play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, we still didn't get along after that. It took us years to recuperate our relationship. And now, I mean. He's like my best friend. If I have to call him about something, I talk to him. We get along great, you know. But you got to think, too, that I wasn't close with him growing up at all. It was me and my mom. And then when I said for mom died, it's like, you know, you have to grow some type of relationship because that's all you got left. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, uh, did your mom stay at home before she died? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, the relationship between you and her wasn't that... Dad wasn't present. Dad was just working. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he worked. He worked for the railroad for years, and like there was times that we lived here, and he was living. He was working down Williamson, but that's such a damn long drive that oh, yeah. he got an apartment with a couple of his buddies <sighs> to go to work, and I only seen him on damn weekends. That is deal. a five-hour ride, easily. Yeah. Right. So I mean, there was times where I only seen him maybe. One day every couple of weeks or some shit, unless we went down there or something. And let me tell you, nobody wants to go with you. Fuck God, might no, <laughs> driving a fucking mate one. I just I think about that. I I I sit back and I think about people that live in areas like that, uh, Gilbert and other areas. And what happens if you have a heart attack or you're out with your family and maybe you got bit by like a rattlesnake? It ain't like our survival. I go get bit by one. I just go right up here to the hospital. These motherfuckers got to travel. It's a hike. Will you make it to the hospital? Will you make it to the hospital? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm but saying. Ever, Why would you want to live out there? Did I ever tell you guys about the me being in B.C.? Uh-uh. Like the farthest back in the country I'd ever been in my life? I know people here, you think you live in the country. You think you have been in a secluded place. And there is a couple secluded places in West Virginia. But I left Bristol, Tennessee in a tank top and a pair of camouflage shorts. Mm -hmm. Flew out of Bristol, Tennessee, going to the north side of British Columbia. And it was like April, May, somewhere in that area. you know. Uh, so I get on the plane. I'm flying out of Bristol, and I land in... Uh, Chicago, then I land in uh, Vancouver, you know, and this whole time you're inside airports, you know, just, yeah. well, we ended up flying into an airport in BC, I had to, it took 24 hours to get there by plane to get across the country to BC, because I had to hop all these, no. and ended up flying in on a twin engine plane, <laughs> you know, well, we land in BC, and I'm looking out the window and shit, and I got a tank top pair of shorts on, there's a foot of fucking snow outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, where have they sent me, you know? Well, we get to uh, 
we get there, we get our rental car, and we couldn't rent anything but a truck or an SUV, something that had four-wheel drive. That's got to you know? tell you something. You know, so... That's uh, got to tell you something. And we get traveling, and uh, I was sent out there, and one of the uh, the heads of the company is, is one of the guys I was traveling with, of the company that I went to work for, not my company. Well, he's like, it's still like a four-hour drive from here to get to where we're going. So we go, and... You have to have a walkie. You have to have a CB in your truck or car to drive out there, because you have to. They got mile markers when you're going up these roads. You have to say your mile marker, and then somebody will respond, like a rig or somebody coming down the mountain will respond and tell you where they're at. So if they're at the mile marker before you, you have to pull over in a wide spot to let these people by, or the truck's gonna kill you. Because we'll he can't, right yeah, he can't stop. He can't see you. And either. this is we're in the we're in the mountains. You know what I mean? Like mountains. Like I love my West Virginia mountains, but you get out west, we have West Virginia hills. You know that <laughs> yeah. they they have some. Oh, the West mountains. Virginia hills! How majestic and how grand! Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're in the mountains. We you know we do all that, and you know I get to thinking we're at this surface operation up in the middle of nowhere, and they even. They even bust the workers in from three hours away. That yeah. company does to run this operation. A bus runs three hours one way every day, four times a day. So uh, I was like, I got to thinking about what you're talking about, about people being hurt. You know, I was like, what the hell do y'all do if people get hurt? And they said, oh, we've got a stabilization house at the bottom of the mountain. I was like, what the what, what the, the fuck, fuck is a stabilization <laughs> house? They said, "All right, look, it's like this." They said, "There's a two bedroom house on that dirt road we come up." I was like, "Yeah, I seen it. That's our hospital. We take you there to stabilize you to fly you somewhere else. If the weather's bad, you're probably gonna die." <laughs> Man, fuck that little house on the prairie shit. Take me to a goddamn yeah. city. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, how big is the check you writing me for this? Right, the one that I got. Uh, it could have been like if I knew I didn't know all the details I didn't know all this shit till yeah. I was there you know what I mean negotiations was over yeah, no. No. yeah. definitely <laughs> definitely I was excited for the chance to go to BC mm-hmm. you know and it was awesome and it was beautiful and I seen moose the, the size of freaking it's it's hard to describe how big a moose is unless you've seen it next to your vehicle. I've heard tell that. Dude, I'm telling you. I thought a deer was big. They say a moose is like, like you said, about the size of your truck or bigger. Oh, I ain't, dude, they're, like, I've seen them on TV and stuff and all that, but they, it doesn't do them justice to you see an adult bull moose next to you. Yeah, like, they, like you what could say from foot to shoulder, it's like almost eight and a half, nine feet It's unreal. Tall. It is unbelievable. Good. That's not even talking about the head. That's talking about foot to shoulder. Nah, bro. I don't want no parts of that. I don't even know how they get through the damn woods, man. They've got a Cadillac on their head. I mean, you're talking about like 12, 13 foot spread on them some bitches. I mean, Seriously? huge. Wow. Huge. You like? Uh, I got eight foot ceilings, mm-hmm. and the one that the big bull that we seen. It's the only one we seen when I was up there. But if I mounted that. I swear I don't think it would go from, I don't think it would fit. In your house? In the house. Like, eight foot tall, I don't think. If I just had the neck, like they mount deers here, I don't think it'd fit in there, man. Damn. It just Damn. Unreal. Good. But that reminded me of my BC trip when you're talking about people being way out in the middle of nowhere. I, just don't, I don't understand it, man. Yeah. I, I've been in a place where I literally seen... And, yeah, it was some back alley shit. And I, I, no, hell no. I ain't ashamed to admit it. Look, we had some animals in a box. We were making them fight. And we were betting on it. Because <laughs> we didn't have anything else to do. Happens, when I say man, animals, when I say animals, all right, it wasn't cats and dogs or chickens, nothing like that. It was a spider and a scorpion. Oh, fuck. But this spider, and I'm not exaggerating to you, the body of the spider, not the legs, the body of the spider was as big as a fucking dinner plate. And the scorpion, I'd say, was about the size of your hand. And spider lost. That scorpion stung each one of those legs 
and then the spider couldn't move, and he just walked up. It's like, pow! Shit. The scorpions are rough, man. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, well, the venom from a scorpion will will, will, will just kill the spider. No, what it does is it numbs them. It, it Almost nu- paralyzes. Yeah, paralyzes them. And when he hit them two legs in the front, that motherfucker couldn't move. Oh, you sitting duck, bro. Yeah, I lost 50 bucks off that fight. <laughs> I did. I'm not ashamed to admit it. So was that uh, that when you was in the military? Yeah. You were doing <laughs> yeah, that? we were overseas. Yeah. Right. We had Man. shit going on. Because uh, I ain't never seen a a spider look like a dinner plate run around this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I'm glad I haven't. You know how they say, how you hear tales about a camel spider? Shit's real. That shit's real. I don't know, man. I used to have tarantula. I used to let it roam up my neck and shit. I don't care. Damn, Mike. <laughs> but I am scared as fuck with snakes. Piss off. Oh, that, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I draw. Ass. That's Hell where I draw no. the line. So spiders don't bother me. Nah. Man, I'm not really afraid of that shit. Like, uh, like I, like I, if there's a tarantula that's crawling up my shoulder right now and I just, I'd flip the fuck out. Like, yeah. If I see it right there... I'm good. I'm good. You yeah. know, if I see a snake, I'm good. You know, I just don't want that shit snuck up on me or, you know. I don't care if a snake's from me into your living room. I see one, I'm going to run and scream. They, I fucking they don't, hate them. <laughs> hate them. <laughs> they don't really bother me that much. Snakes don't. But, you know, over there, you know what I mean? If I can see it, lay eyes on it. The hell with that shit. I remember one time I had to watch fucking kids, and fucking, uh, he wouldn't tell me a snake was loose. He had a boa, and, uh, he was going, I think, to Ireland or whatever, and he, he I didn't tell the kids to tell me either. As soon as that motherfucker left, or snake's loose, I said, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, that dirty motherfucker, because what can you do? I can't let these kids be by themselves. So, the whole week was miserable. I kept the light on in the bedroom, and any noise I heard, I was checking, you know. You couldn't take them somewhere yeah. else? Huh? You couldn't take them somewhere else? Oh, no. And like, I don't want them wrecking my house. But, uh, <laughs> turn on my shit. These kids were wild back in the day. Of course, I was, I was a horrible babysitter. But anyways, he <laughs> comes back, and, you know... I can't remember if it was him or his kid told me. He's like, we found that, uh, we found the snake. I said, really? I said, where was that? It was in that recliner you were sitting in the whole week. It was curled up in the springs. I said, motherfucker. It was in the recliner I was sitting on watching fucking the news 24-7. It was underneath my ass. And I, Where the heat was, baby. And we come over there and she would like, Keep on like picking on me because she knows I'm petrified of them. She's like, "There's that snake. It's in the fireplace." I go over there and she'd haul off and pinch the shit out of my thigh or something. I was like, "You fucking bitch!" You know. I remember one time I was going to go get a tattoo, and he had uh, he said called me. And he said, "Do I have a delivery there?" And then you got to think it's the middle of January, February. I'm getting ready to get tattooed, and I said, "Yeah, you got to." You got a, a box sitting up here. He's like, all right, I'm almost there. He's like, that's my snake. As soon as he says snake, it came out of the hands. Drop. The, boom. Yeah, boom. And then I started noticing the box had holes in it and shit. I said, what the fuck, man? He goes, I said, how you order a snake? He's like, they overnight him. So we get in there. You got to think, I dropped this snake. like at least, at least four foot. Yeah. So we get in there and he opens up. This motherfucker's in a KFC gravy bowl. And it's a baby, you know. I'm like, what the hell, man? He opened up and that thing was just hissing, striking, hissing, striking. And he was like, oh, I think he's mad. I'd be mad. I said, I'd be mad too if I got dropped four or five Motherfucker, I'm mad at you. (laughs) I'm about to punch you in the uh, face. You know, no warning. You're just sitting there chilling in your fucking gravy bowl. Yeah. You know, and then boom. Yeah. Don't know what the fuck's going on. But it, I can deal with lizards. They don't bother me. Snakes, well, I can't do it. Cannot do it. Really? Well, I was petrified of uh, spiders when I was a kid too. What like, about rubber snakes? Uh, they don't bother me. Like, like, like if I snuck one in on you. If I didn't know and it, it was realistic, and I came in here and it was sitting on my seat, yeah, I'd probably jump a mile. 
Don't even think about my God damn it, Shane. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to see, you know. But I was still you right now, if you do that, Mike will be mad at you and he'll be mad at me. Because I won't stop. <laughs> and dirty fuckers. I ain't doing no more shit. Uh, oh, I lose it, man. But here's, here's the thing. So, I was petrified of spiders as a kid. Like, I think probably ever since I watched Arachnophobia when I was five, it fucked oh, with me bad. cool ass movie. Yeah. Like so... I had this idea. I don't know where I got this idea. It might have been from a book or a show or something. It's like, well, you know, if you're scared of something, maybe you need to face it. it. Face your fears. Bullshit. Bullshit. So I went out and bought a tarantula. And for a week it sat in a cage and I fed it and that's as far as it went. But then I started getting it out. Letting it just get on my hand. And then I put it back out. Each each week or each couple weeks, I take a step to the point where I got over my fear of them, and I let this motherfucker crawl all over me. Okay, that works sometimes. So before all this snake crap, he had two snakes. He said, "I'm going out of town." He's like, "I said, man, I think I'd like to try to get over my fear of you know snakes. I I I'd like to um, you know." He's like, he's getting rid of these snakes. Did you he's ask like, him, did you say, can I pet your snake? No. He says, I'm going, I'm going, out, I'm going out of town for a month. He's like, just feed my snakes. And he's like, you get over it, man. He's like, take one. Because he didn't want to take them with me. I was going to try to get over his fear. He had like this big, huge coral snake and a python, a little teeny python. A little teeny python was fine. But the way he feeds them at the time was not feeding it live rodents. He would by the frozen ones you'd have to the dip pinkies. it yeah and you yeah. would dip them in really hot water to get their temperature up and you take you know tongs and wave it across their their face and they'd open up their mouth watched him do it he did it flawless they'd open up their mouth grab it and that was it so i'm like this is cake man i'll get over this i'll get over this so i go over there get this get that mouse ready and i go into the big large coral snakes thing and i wave that tong around like that this motherfucker wears back and whack bites me on the wrist so, oh, no. Oh, so, no. oh no oh no your wrist is hotter of, than the mouth out of reaction i bitch smacked the fuck out of it i mean i fucking hauled off and pimp slapped this motherfucker so hard i thought i killed it and i called him i said fuck your snakes I said, if they die when they come back, that's on you. And Kelly had to go over there and do it because I would not do it. And he was like, oh, thanks, Kelly. I said, fuck your snakes. Yeah, we went went through a a snake phase here where we were going to buy a snake. Right. You know. Well, we had the aquarium picked out and everything. All we needed to decide was what kind of snake we were going to buy. You know, and rock python is what we were looking at to get. Well, in the course of looking for this rock rock python, we end up, me and my wife, are looking at all these different types of snakes, and they had a ribbon snake. And it's long and skinny, and moves like crazy fast. My wife looked down in there and watched them snakes move, and she was like, I don't want a snake. I'm good. It's I don't want. I'm good. It. I don't want no snakes. Nope. So that was the last. Uh, I don't blame her. I knew I liked this woman for a reason. Yeah. Don't blame no, her no. one bit. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really afraid of snakes, but when I see them moving, it get, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, don't look right. Well, here's yeah. here's another funny story. All right, so we had a bunch of stuff that we needed to take to the landfill one time, and Kelly's like, "Go out to my uncle's house and get his tarp so we can." Put the tarp over it so none of that stuff flies away or stuff. I said, fine. So I grabbed this tarp. This is out of Ronnie's house. So I grabbed the tarp, throw it in the back of my RAV4, drive out back to the house, grab it, throw it out. As soon as I'm helping Kelly unravel this thing, there's a snake in it. It was a a goddamn garter snake's all it was. But to me, it was a goddamn cobra. So the, yeah. my logic, might as well have been. My, Fuck, you don't know. My yeah. dumbass logic grabs a brick and tries to sling it at it. Ah! Kelly's like, "You fucking idiot!" Man, she grabs to... a rake, 
chops this motherfucker's head off like it was goddamn nothing. Like she, I looked at her, I was like, oh my god. She's like, hey man, you're lucky. <laughs> my oh hero, my look at you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for God, saving I'm, me. Why am I so turned on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, with them little uh, up at the ball field, it was eat up with them little ring neck snakes. You know what oh, I remember them. Little, yeah, you know, it's got a ring around its neck. A ring neck. I don't know what the technical name is for them. Me neither. That's I, what I, we fucking call them in Eccles. That's all yeah. I know about them. But we would take those snakes. We'd catch them, and we would make them latch onto our earlobes. Oh, the hell. fuck is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> we'd, we'd make them. <laughs> We'd make them bite our earlobes and hang them off of us like earrings, and then we'd chase every, like little girls and everybody that was afraid of snakes around the oh ball. Oh, my uh, God. Chase them all around the ball field with them snakes hanging off our ears. Here I was, probably his hey, age, what? playing with fucking Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. This motherfucker finding snakes. snakes. Oh, I played with Ninja Turtles, too. <laughs> I done told y'all how bad I wanted to be a Ninja yeah. Turtle. Got them Crocodile Dundee <laughs> over here. God damn, son, no. It wasn't just me. There was several of us that done it. You know, so listen. I, I think the 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 worst story I have that even relates to that is, you know, on Easter, you you dress your kids up. Yeah, I mean, and Deuce had on a white suit. At, at the time, all I had was was Deuce. He, he was my only son. Had on a white suit. He was the cutest little thing. Two years old, white suit. We drove him down to Jesse's mom's house. Oh, he was the cutest he could be. We turned our eyes for one second. One second. Jesse's brother threw him on the back of a four-wheeler and just headed up the mountain. All we saw was a mud rooster tail <laughs> flying about 12 or 15 feet up. Oh, you, you know he knew. He was like, oh, he knew. Right, come he here, knew. come here. Now, yeah. keep in mind, I wasn't familiar with, well, at the time, what they call holler life. I, I, I didn't know nothing about that. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my God, my son's on a four-wheeler and he's ruined his mother. Jesse's like, baby, just let it go. Just let It won't be the first suit that gets ruined. Let me tell you. I'm like, you're crazy. He's like, no, no. Dude, I come home every day filthy. Filthy. Filthy, yeah. See, I used to play and out. And loved it, man. Well, I used it. to play out in the woods too, but it's just like. Brian said I wasn't used to holler life either because mm-hmm. I was busy in the burbs. Did you know? guys ever have you guys ever rode a tree when you were a kid? Fuck no! What are you talking about? You ever do that? Not what? as a kid. As an adult, I did. Yeah, so I, I still don't you, know what the fuck you're talking. You about. You climb up, you find you a nice sapling, little, little skinny tree. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's got to be it's got to be a young tree too. Yeah. And you climb up as far as you can on it, swing your feet out, and it it's, it'll bend down. It's right better if it's ground. after a good rain because yeah. it's yeah. full of. Water. And you just climb up it, and your fat ass, the tree's gonna bend, and you just ride it. And yeah, yeah. No, you ride I them all the way to the ground. A lot of them. <laughs> the whole time, the whole time he taught me to do it, I'm, I'm remembering the Wiley Coyote cartoons where he catches the the freaking uh, coyote, and the tree just fucking slings him. I said, I'm gonna get slung. He said, No, you got your ass better hold on to that tree, or you're going flying. Yeah, and uh, man, sometimes they break, man. Sometimes they, they sometimes break. Sometimes they break. I can always <laughs> heard a couple thuds in the wood, and it be your buddy. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh shit, it broke. I think the biggest horror story I ever had in the woods was poison ivy. Yeah, and that was tame. Yeah, I've had. Uh, I it's had horrible. poison ivy one time that uh, doctor said it was in my bloodstream. Ooh, that Ooh. could be. That could be bullshit. You know, that's what the doctor told me, though. But it fucked me up for several weeks. Now, can I wonder, can that go into your lungs? If, like, if, like, I know, so- I know for a stone cold fact, it'll get your fucking eyes. And that's really? horrible. Yeah. Eyes? Yeah, it's horrible. It's Ooh. horrible. Oh, shit, bro. I always wondered that because you, you always see people, like, fucking weed eating stuff during the summer. And you know, they're probably running into it. And it's oh, like yeah. going airborne. Does if you weed it, if, yeah, yeah. if you breathe it in, does it, you know. Well, maybe the maybe the oil's too heavy well, to listen, be, you know, a vapor. I don't know, though. Let's take this moment. Anybody out who's listening to us, if you're listening to this podcast and you know shit about poison ivy and you right. never had it in no, your lungs. I don't want somebody that ate poison ivy to fucking contact me, okay? <laughs> I want to know if you got it from breathing it in. I want to know <laughs> if you thought it was weed accidentally and smoked it. Yeah, Talk to me go. about yeah, that. Oh, man. Which this is way off topic, but uh, I was watching this thing the other day talking about the lengths that this uh, chemical company from here 
is DuPont? where they got their roots. I don't know if it was DuPont, but it was one of these companies, and they were like, uh, they would make chemicals to keep uh, pests off of crops, right? Okay. So, in order to make these chemicals, they would make the seeds of different plants. You know, they would they would engineer a plant to be resistant to the chemicals they were using to control pesticides, right? You follow me? Yeah. So, if your plants were not this seed, you could this chemical would kill your would plants. Kill your plants as well so, as the chem- as well as the bugs. This chemical company made their pesticides so whenever they go out there and spray it on all them on the crops that were treated for it when the sun hit it would vaporize travel to the next farmer's field and and he didn't have hit their seeds it would kill their fucking crops awesome is that not crazy? It's like ag- agricultural espionage. Yeah, it's right. awesome. Just crazy as fuck. And then, if you didn't have a contract with that company, and you planted their seeds, they'd come take your harvest. And you know how they you know how they depended on knowing whether you plant their seeds or not. These fucking farmers telling on each other. Oh God, fucking narking each other out. And then they would go. Test their crop. If it was their seed, they got their whole fucking crop. Goddamn hillbilly mafia. God, <laughs> Dude, I was watching that shit blew my mind. That motherfucker was worth <laughs> planting your seed, Jim Bob. Right. Oh, my shit died next door. <laughs> wow. So listen, 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 listen. Switch up speeds. You seen in the news where uh, this broad that shot the cop. Uh, no, this broad was a cop. She came into... I don't know if it was her apartment, another dude's apartment, whatever. Shot, shoots and kills this dude. They they find her guilty and they sentence him. All right. So I'm going to go out on the line and say this. How the fuck they going to let this broad, uh, who legitimately, in my mind now, in my mind, legitimately had an accident, how they going to let this broad get, get found guilty and sentenced, and y'all let this punk-ass Rittenhouse kid walk out free? Dude, I don't get that. I... Personally, I don't see the correlations or similar or similar things in the cases at all. I, I and here's where here's where I see it. I think they didn't separate the two of them. I think in this broad's case, in, in this chick's case, I think society played a lot into it. You got to remember where she was at when this happened, the city and state. And I think if they would have let her go innocent, I think that they were afraid that the city was going to riot again. I think that played a lot into it. Well, I tell you what, though, man, like, uh, like there's all kinds of people go to jail over some shit they didn't mean to do. Yeah, true. And this chick walked up in somebody's house and blasted him. I mean, do we, do we want this bitch out? Walking around blasting people in their own apartment? Well, was it? Like, Wait. I don't think, I don't know, I don't know if she got life or whatever. If it truly was an accident, I think they should go easier on him. But the, the one thing that I, that bothered me was... The truck driver getting 103 years for oh, killing four people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that like on I, something. I read something But, I mean, that. if I get out in my car and kill somebody, there's a chance, you know, they're going to hit me up with manslaughter. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's anybody. Anybody that, like, gets in a car accident. But I thought maybe the one I read about, was it a girl cop that this went down with? Yeah, yeah. the one Brian was I, about. I thought this was over the whole... The one uh, guy that wouldn't get out of this vehicle, and she went to grab. I like watch the video footage. Like she, he, he, yeah, the guy I he was in a car too. He wouldn't get out of the car, and instead of grab, I'm going to tase him. I'm going to tase him, and she grabbed the wrong fucking gun. Yeah, she grabbed her gun instead of a taser. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about this broad that uh, she was she had she was on duty. She got off of duty. She went out and had a couple drinks. She got fucked up. Uh, she went back to her apartment. She was like, wow, my key doesn't work. So she kicks in the door to her apartment. Turns out that wasn't her apartment. It was her neighbor's apartment. She's at the wrong door. She realizes, oh my God, there's somebody in here. Pulls out her gun, fucking shoots the cat. So you shot this cat in his own apartment, thinking it was yours. I mean, granted, she was fucked up. It was an accident. She didn't mean to. Maybe manslaughter is what she should have got. But no, they hit this bitch hard over the head. Right. Well, they, they convicted 
the the woman for every one, didn't she? Yeah. Every every charge that was brought every charge. against her. Um, I don't know. I the one I had been reading about that you you had sent me the message about it, and uh, I was reading the the one I watched was the I don't know much about this one. The the one that yeah, the, she grabbed was, the taser, or she thought she was going to grab the taser, yeah. but she brought she got her pistol out accidentally, and she got. I'm, I, I remember I watched the video. I'm going to taser. I'm going to taser, and she shot him. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I'm telling you what, working. I, I'm not saying my job's hard. I'm not saying that I I, I can do it thoroughly, <laughs> but. There's times when you make accidents, and I'm telling you, that instance might have been, you know, I I thought, you know, because I'm telling you right now, (laughs) I mean, I could see that happening, because, I mean, you got to think your adrenaline's pumping, I mean, it's going through the rough, you ain't thinking clearly, and I don't care how trained you are, Well. in that instance, and that goes with any position, well, that you, even whether it's not well, a cop or something. law enforcement. I, yeah. You think about this. If a guy, if you say, hey, stop, and he takes off running, and you make me chase you, my adrenaline's already pumping, and then you stop and just lay on the ground and go flat out, you think I'm going to let you just sprawl out and I not give you a, a couple lumps for being fucking stupid? Well, man, I'll tell you this. Like, people didn't die. But I can tell you some stories about me and some real expensive accidents. It didn't involve people. It involved equipment. Yeah. You know, because when I got my electrical papers as a kid, and me and one guy, uh, I don't work with him currently, but we pretty much grew up together learning. And they pretty much, I got certified one day to be a mine electrician. And the next day, they threw you out I was by myself on one shift, just me, and pretty much turned me loose. And I had to learn with big power how to be an electrician fast on my yeah. own. And the amount of shit that I fucked up learning <laughs> well, <yeah>. was <laughs> like, like I never talked, you know, we never talked about it. And nobody, you know, nobody knew what it was like before I got there, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got. <laughs> but uh, like I like, like I bet I'm. What I'm saying is, I never did any of it on purpose. No. It's but had accident. I had I had got fired for some of it, there wasn't much I could have said, because I was tearing up big, expensive shit. Yeah. Because I was ignorant, you know. But uh, same time, I didn't want to just tell them I didn't do anything because I I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. You know. Right. I don't know. Just talking about like. Accidents, accidents happen. Yeah, I don't. I think in that instance, with that woman shooting that guy in the car, I think yes, she made an accident because I heard her come out of her mouth. I'm going to tase him, tase him, tase him. And then she shot him, and she shot him, and realized it. But they ought to they ought to train some of these police officers as far as well. You can train them all you want. Like I said, the adrenaline pumps. You need to make the wrong. Maybe do something else or figure out somewhere to put the gun or put oh, man, the that's the same situation, man. It's easy to sit yeah. on your couch and it's easy to sit on your couch and bitch about the way Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger's throwing the football. Go out there and do it. Well, yeah, you I know mean, it's e- that's the same thing with bitching about cops. It's easy to bitch about what they're doing and this and that. My ass would fucking but throw I mean, a motherfucker in the crowd and run. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to pull up on Jackson. I'm going to run to the opposite. You motherfuckers are 300 pounds. No. But, it, you know, uh, what, the way we were talking, Mike, I remember hearing this broad on the stand, and she legitimately said, I'm sorry. It was an accident. I didn't mean to. I mean, the broad was was honest. But as far as, like, kicking somebody's door in, thinking that is, you know, well, you were in the fucking wrong. You, you were sorry. wrong. Sorry. I didn't say But you were, you just were. like her, the one in the car. You made a mistake. You're going to have. I mean, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Did I ever tell y'all about uh, the first real job I had? And like you say, Shane, tearing up big shit. Mm-hmm. I was working on a uh, on a big ass bulldozer, and they told me to go out there and uh, 
change the coolers. So I did what I thought I learned in school, which was take the lower radiator hose off. Well, for those of you who don't know, you never take the lower radiator hose off until you've drained it. Well, I dropped about 55, maybe 65 gallons worth of antifreeze all on the ground. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you fucked up. You got to clean it up. So I grabbed the squeegee and started running all this antifreeze down into the drain. Not thinking that the EPA has a dra- has an alarm on this drain because this drain goes right to the canal. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I ran <laughs> 65 gallons worth of antifreeze into the fucking canal. These alarms and bells are going off. What are y'all doing? I don't know. So I just kept on doing it. These guys are coming out like, no, no, <laughs> stop, wait. <laughs> Needless to say, the company that I was working for uh, had to do a serious hazmat cleanup, uh, not only on the grounds, but also In into the river. The river. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they paid a huge fucking EPA fine for my little simple ass doing something stupid. Did they fire me? No. Did I learn not to disconnect the fucking lower radiator? <laughs> you know, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a mistake that cost the company at least from what from what I remember, at least it cost them twenty five hundred dollars, at yeah. least that, if I, not more. I remember the first time I started like cutting meat and stuff. You you gotta think, you know, uh, a lot of it's really expensive stuff. Yeah, especially but, right now. Yeah, like forty dollars yeah, roast yeah, yeah. But it I'm was real. like, you know, they send you off to be trained. You're only up there for a couple of days, so you got to try to soak up as much as you can. Then you get back, and it's like, there you go, there you go, get it. So you just fucking do it. And you know, I remember talking to one of my bosses, and I said, dude, I said. I probably scalped a few, you know, tenderloins trying to learn how to cut it. Because tenderloins, you don't run on a saw. You have to hand cut that shit. And, you know, they're like, ah, fuck it, man. You got to learn somehow. You got to learn. And I'm like, and and this ain't like my department. It's a boss, like, you know, the manager. He's like, you got to learn somehow. And I'm like, it's just like 200 almost $200 a hole. And I fucking butchered it. Fucking right. Especially now, like, like Shane said. Half of what you cut is probably worth two hundred dollars oh, now. Dude, God damn! And man. you know the thing about it is, and uh, during during Thanksgiving, it was one thing. Uh, most people are after turkeys, but Christmas, the way my family's always done it, was turkey on Thanksgiving, ham on Christmas. You know, so you have all that stuff, ham on Christmas. I didn't really think that like red meat was a big seller for Christmas, but it is. I see yeah, that. And, and people are still... I, I sold a whole tenderloin every single day I worked last week. One, if not two. And I'm telling you, they range from 90 to $140 right now for a whole. I seen a Damn. post on Facebook that said, uh, that said, I'll pay a little bit more for my meats so that a farmer can live as good as they did before all this happened. And let me tell you something. If you think that this extra money that this beef costs and this and that is going to the fucking oh, farmer that sold it. You're full of shit. Take your goddamn phone that you shared that with and smack yourself in the fucking face Yeah, with you're full of shit. Because you're an idiot. The company... It ain't going to the goddamn farmer. Shut the fuck up. I'm t- I ain't paying it, bud. I, I can't pay out for me. I can't do it. Yeah, ten or one right now. I'm gonna figure out some, uh, some vegan recipes. Yeah. I guess I don't know what to a pound. What a is pound? it? What tender tenderloin is twenty two ninety nine a pound, and oh. that's where I work at. But it was be I I've seen the prices go up this last year. It was just sixteen ninety nine, and it's went up to twenty two, just in a matter of two or three months and they say it ain't it, it hasn't stopped yet well man I so know, it's gonna get higher i know i used to go buy roast for like 15 bucks they're 40 fucking dollars yeah yeah and you even know? even the chuck roast the cheapest that you yeah can the get, shit meat are yeah. almost like 30 40 dollars yeah so here's a question 
what do we think that's going to have to fucking happen to make that shit go back down to being normal? Normal people like us can't afford that shit. Normal people who are, like the people who are listening to this shit well, can't I, afford $100 for a fucking roast, man. I think there's so much involved in the government level that it has caused the prices to go up the way they have with this whole COVID shit. You got half the fucking workers out there not fucking Well, man, working. what it boils down to is, in my opinion, you can't shut down a machine the size of America for a fucking year and, and expect shit to be okay. Exactly. And that's just, you know? and that's and not over food, like, that's over everything. Yeah, like, it's everything. It's everything. You know, we're getting into that area where people talked about the solution and is COVID gone? No. Is COVID, does anybody, okay, the solution was worse than the problem. The yeah, solution to su- shut down the country was worse than the virus, and we're feeling it now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you mm-hmm. noticed this? Have you noticed that it's the food products that are going up? I don't see flat screen TVs and video game systems dropping, you know, going up in price over this. And there is a national chip shortage because everybody's fight car lots. Uh, game companies are fighting iPhones are all fighting over his chip. Yeah. But I haven't seen much of the price difference in these See, things. See, I can't get a straight answer on where that factory was. Like, I heard that a factory burnt down in China, and I heard that it burnt down over here is why we can't get chips. Yeah. And I don't want to say something that ain't right, so I don't know. But that's why I... Both times I heard that it was a chip factory, you know, that, like, makes silicone chips for computers and shit like that, burnt, but I couldn't get narrowed down which country it was. Yeah, I mean, mm. everything in the department is going up. Hamburgers going up through the roof. I mean, I've never seen it that high. But I will say that people are still buying the shit ton of it. It hasn't. But, you know, I don't know if they're just making sacrifices to afford to buy it or if it's something in the lines of, well, I got to have it. I got to pay for it type deal. And it, it don't look like to me that it's stopping anytime soon. And, and it sneaks up on you because, you know, you get your price changes every week. And each week, it just goes up a little bit, a little well, bit. Well, seeing right now, too. Wow. Right, right now, place. too, like everything, everything's trending the opposite way of what history says it should. Yeah. Like they rose, they upped uh, the interest rate, you know, and that's supposed to make your economy sag a little bit and this and that. And it didn't happen. They upped the interest rate, federal interest rate, and the market kept trucking like it like it never missed a beat. Never right. A beat. So nobody no, nobody really knows what have what to make. Nobody can make sense of it because they've never seen it like it is right now. Well, I know I I can't remember what I read or who issued it, but I know it was in the government some level wanted everybody's <clears throat> report on I think Walmart, Kroger's, Target, all these grocery areas that carry groceries. They wanted they wanted to know why there's so many holes in the shelf. What are you doing to fix it? I mean, Dude, all this. Did you stuff. go to Walmart this weekend, son? No. Shit. Did you go there? Hell yeah! My I did. God, man, the shelves bare. Son. Gutted, gutted, bare. son. Like, like I'm not like gonna tear up and cry and shit because I was in the toy section. You know <laughs> what I mean? But, but nonetheless, man, there wasn't shit. And usually Christmas Eve, you go in Walmart. Bang it. Got, they got baskets full of shit sitting there. White, you know, oh, this is a deal. You know, it's only worth five bucks, but we're selling it for five bucks. You know? You know like. Well, here's my here's my theory. I don't know if so much if all this markup is on a government level, or but on a retail level. They're making such a fortune by cutting the hours out of all these places and saying nobody wants to come back to work, which half that's right. Nobody wants, you know, half these people that's left have went and found better jobs. Good for them. But a lot of people ain't signing up for jobs. They're saying, well, you know, you would think that you would give more hours out to the people that you work with, but you ain't. You're cutting them. You're cutting them back. So you got all that in there, and then you got price changes going up the roof. It makes me honestly feel 
that some of these corporations in the retail world know that something big's about to happen, and they're trying to save up enough money before something big happens. Or they see what's happening, and they see shit going downhill, but they ain't going to take a loss. Rather than me take a loss, I'll just raise the fucking price on shit. Right. At least keep me at the same level I'm living on. Yeah. Keep my kid at the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. Right. Remember, yeah. old boy said, uh, I forget who, what athlete it says, you don't know how hard it is to feed your family on $4 million. Bitch, please. <laughs> yeah. It's... I'm trying to make it through right now after Christmas on $40 for the fucking week. And I'm trying to... <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah. Oh, God. Fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah, but I honestly think... Yeah, Christmas time's hard on a motherfucker, it man. It is. Yeah. I think retail's over with. I, so? I really, oh, yeah, dude, dude. I think you're seeing it. Okay, I think, man. I, I really think that retail's done. Well, it's a proven... It's, it's going slowly downhill. It's proven that... Uh, and I'm telling you, our kids' kids are going to tell their kids how we used to walk into the store. Mm-hmm. There ain't a doubt in my mind. That's that's going down. That's what all this pickup shit is. They want to sell you the shit, and guess what the best part about selling you the shit would be? If they could cut out dealing with your aggravating dealing fucking Dealing with your ass, ass yeah. or dealing you know? with the employees they have to pay. I, yeah. Well, I want to pay an employee if I can get a computer to do shit for free. I can see warehouses setting up between Walmart, Kroger's, and these other food places, and that's all there is. You just come up. You get, you have people, you might have people, actually, a few people working in the stores to pick this shit. Well, I'll tell you what the they're going like to have to do. Now. Like they're doing now. They're going to have to get better at giving me some goddamn chicken that ain't going bad in two fucking days. You know what I mean? What the fuck are they doing that to people for? Give you chicken bad in two days. They're going to give the you thing, the cheapest if, shit possible. If they yeah. do that. Yeah, they're getting rid you of You ain't going to have no say so whether you get a discount on your next order or not because they're going to just say, Take what you can get. I'm telling you, man. Retail's going to take a hit. I can well, see man, it coming. But see, this is kind of the natural way things are, though. This is the way things have always worked, in my opinion. Because, uh, you know, uh, no business model that's ever existed, they've all failed. You know, every business model eventually fails. And you've got, you had Main Street. The malls come in. The malls killed Main Street. And then you get the malls. Walmart killed the malls. You know what I mean? And Amazon. And Amazon's killing every fucking buddy right now. Have you killing seen? Everybody. Have you seen? I don't know if you who posted it, but have you guys seen the pictures of somebody took pictures of a uh, Charleston Sound, uh, Charleston Town Center? Yeah, that's the close. only way I'd ever fucking see it is a picture. It, it's gone. Well, dude, I remember when I was a kid, man, right outside of Pittsburgh, they had Century Three up there. It's a mall, and for a time, it was it might have. I could be lying, but I can remember as a kid being told it was the biggest mall in the country at a certain time. But it may not have been, you know, that's just what I heard. And that could be fucking bolt, but it's huge. That motherfucker's been shut down for like a fucking decade. I say, you know, I'm telling you right now, the only people going to Charleston Town Center are homeless. Dude, <laughs> and that's the truth. Me and Kelly went down there for a doctor's appointment. And they literally have cops and security guards in there, and all they do is run people out of there. The people that are chilling with book bags and all kinds of trash bags and stuff sitting on the park benches. Because I remember at one time when the mall was popular, they all were outside, and now they're coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, our mall will probably be shut down within two years. Shit, two yeah, the years. one right here. Crazy. I'm giving it. A, I'm giving Shit. it. A, I'm. I'm being optimistic, but it's coming. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe somebody will open a walking track out there. They can pay two dollars yeah, a day, or they it. pay two dollars a fucking day to walk the mall. But you know, you can't blame it all on businesses. Because the businesses have honestly done it to themselves. Yeah, man. Well, they charge way too much to yeah, try for to what make they a have profit in store. When you can go yeah. online and get it way cheaper. And man, I like I'm doing. I know y'all can't see us, but I'm doing this podcast in pajamas. I can walk right out of this room or just about whatever the fuck I want and never get out of them. Exactly. You know, it's just what people's gonna do. I'm tell you what. Before Fye and every place left out of that mall, it got to the point where. I would go to the mall, see what I liked. Oh, I want that. I want that. Go and then I'd go on Amazon and buy it. 
Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, Shane, the first time I come over here and you're weighing 300 pounds, we got to talk. <laughs> hey. We got to chat about that shit, bro. Well, I'm pretty close, Brian. I'm a, I'm a 250-er at least. Oh, he? damn, no. <laughs> Be rolling Oreos off his belly into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. <laughs> we did a damn good job today on the podcast. Uh, we're going to work on the engineering shit. But, that's me that's we're gonna work on me continue to like us man hit the like button hit the subscribe button right now while you're listening to me hit the damn button quit playing hit the button check us out on social media we got a facebook page try not to get sued hit us up on there tell us if we're doing a good job tell us if you like us you hate us whatever any feedback's good give us some ideas of some liquor to try yeah Make sure we get liquor subscribes. <laughs> like and share. I'm trying to feed a family. 